Hey, good evening, Patriots. I tell you, this is end of Sunday, January 28th in the year 2024. Tonight, we're going to have a very special guest here in just a few minutes. This is Pastor Rod Parker, and I mentioned him the other night. He's the one who's going to be leading the revival down on the Texas border for this convoy, and he's been working with Doc Pete Chambers. So he's going to give us his lowdown on everything that's going on and the vision he's had for what's going on that God put on his heart. We'll get all into all that in just a few minutes. Real quick, before we get going, make sure that you are taking care of your finances. And seriously, this is a crazy world, and these people are psychopaths. I mean, as you know, psychopath, pedophile elites are pretty bad, and they're going to do about everything they can to crash this economy. What you want to make sure and do is protect your retirement savings and your overall wealth. And the way you do that is to get it into precious metals. Now, naturally, you know, I'm not a, a, an economic advisor. I'm not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat. I don't do any of those things on TV like Hollywood does. But I know the folks that are economic advisors, they're fantastic. It's Birch Gold, and it's Birch Gold Group, and they are A-plus business rated, and they are the ones to help you out. So the way you get hold of them is you text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to the number 989898. That's BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to the number 989898. And when that's going to get you a free information packet that they'll send to you, read through that, get informed, pick up the phone, give them a call, have a chat with them. Let them see if they can help you. They are the best in the industry as far as I'm concerned. And I mean this very seriously. I looked at a lot of companies before I brought them on as a um, as a sponsor. Very happy to have them as a sponsor. They have done great service for Bars Nation. And they will help you. If you have an existing 401k or IRA, they will move that over to a precious metals-backed IRA, or I should say retirement account, at no additional charge to you. They can also help you set one up in precious metals. We want to get things away from that fiat currency. And that's the vulnerability. So, Give them a call. Again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. You'll get that free information packet, read through it, go through it, and then give them a call. You will not be disappointed you did so. Now, we all have spent a lot of time in the last few days praying for um, the folks over or heading to the border, I should say. right? And these are folks that are going to be heading down to take a stand, and they're taking a stand for America. But most importantly, they're taking a stand for God. And what can't be missed in all of this is the perspective in which we take into this fight. This is not a fight that we're going to begin in the flesh. This is a fight truly in the spirit, and we've got to be waging that war powerfully in the spirit to tear down strongholds, to tear down fortresses, to unseat principalities. And we did all of that last night in a fantastic two-and-a-half, almost three-hour show with Michelle and Leah as we launched our new program, The Gospel of Peace, which will be every Saturday night at 7 p.m. We prayed on it this morning and multiple times for our prayer Sunday, which was our three-hour-plus prayer session this morning where we just literally, every single week, if you don't join that, you should. Every single week, we are literally bringing the prayers and the miracles of God into the living into the living world, which is fantastic. And so when we talk about the border, one of the things that the messages we are not getting through right now is that this event at the, at the border is, is a revival. This is what it has to become. We have to enter into this fight, not with your people's finger on the trigger, but their fingers on their Bibles. And so I was talking to Colonel Pete Chambers the other day, and he was heading into the Alex Jones show. And as he's sitting there at the Alex Jones show in his truck waiting to go in, it's about an hour early. He says, I want to introduce you to somebody. And he introduces me to Pastor Rod Parker. And in this discussion, we find out that we have a pretty common vision, and we've had some words from God that are very similar, if not exact in wording, and it really confirms the fact that 
where our biggest opportunity right now is to focus on a revival and the border and those coming in to literally save a nation. So with that, I want to welcome tonight Pastor Rod Parker. How are you doing, Rod? Let me check on your mic here just a second. Hold on. I think I've got to get him unmuted. So there we go. Yeah, can you hear me? I can. How are you doing, Rod? Doing awesome. How are you doing, Scott? Well, we're doing better now. We had a little restart there. Apologize for the delay. Hey, no problem. So let's let's talk a little bit about you and let everybody get to know who you are because this is uh, I ha- I've already had that chance. So let's start there. All right, man. Well, I uh, I'm a dad. I'm a husband. Uh, I'm a father of three. I'm a grand. I'm a papa of eight, and uh, I pastor Jesus Encounters Patriot Church. I'm also bivocational. I've owned a, and ran a, a, a construction building company, remodeling company for 32 years. So uh, I'm a, I'm a, got to Texas as soon as I could. Moved here when I was seven. So, and uh, I love Texas. And uh, we're in far north Texas. Almost we're right here on the Red River, and uh, kind of a real area called Whitesboro. It's horse country, USA. So we have a little piece of heaven out here. We live uh, out on some acreage, and uh, and just living the dream, man, and fighting, uh, fighting these devils. Holy Spirit's had me on a, on a quest this last year of going crisscrossing the nation and doing a lot of revivals and doing a lot of deliverance. And, uh, it's been, it's been, it's been amazing. So what was your path into, into ministry? Is that a curiosity? Yeah, we moved from, uh, my, my family's in ministry. So I kind of was, uh, hadn't much, I didn't have much of a choice, uh, but I, on both both my both sides of my family are in ministry and have been for years and years. And uh, so I grew up in church uh, and uh, saw church at every level that you can imagine. We, my my aunt and uncle are the founders of Covenant Church in Carrollton, Texas, which ended up being a multi-campus, multi uh, multi-campus large church. It was a mega church. It was the most racially balanced church in America at one time. And so I was one of the campus pastors. Uh, it was a, of the Denton campus. And uh, so just grew up in that, in that type of environment, but I wasn't always in church. I had my time where I had to go figure life out and get me a testimony. And so I ran hard on the dark side for many years. And, uh, I was like the prodigal that came home and, uh, I've been trying to run to Jesus harder than I ever ran from Jesus ever since. <laughs> I can relate to that story so well. It is amazing <laughs> to me how God is calling those that have not grown up in the traditional formation of what we call the ch- the church. I mean, what you just said is like so many of what God is calling are those that have been on the outside or even farther away than that, but then discovered his love and his power and the power of Jesus and now are just running after him with a vengeance. Amen. I, it's it, There's something to that in this hour and we're in. Let's talk a little bit about your church now where you are in North Texas. Yeah, we're in Whitesburg. We're actually in Collinsville, Texas. Um, and we don't, we're not a traditional church. The way this got started, Scott, was really interesting. I, I, like I said, I shared a little story with you about kind of coming up being the prodigal and I ran hard on the, on the dark side, ran with vanilla ice back in the day and had to do the party scene. I was stabbed through the heart and lung and I'm re- I'm literally a miracle walking. I don't know how much of my testimony you really know or how much you want me to share. You're welcome to share it I'll also. Do the, I'll kind of do that. I can kind of do the 10,000 the 10,000 foot view of it real quick, kind of the fire hose uh, mm-hmm. thing. But I, I was stabbed through the heart and lung and I'm literally a miracle walking. And I died. Uh, I get a little tender when I talk about it cause it takes me right back there. But I, I, uh, 
I died at Parkland Hospital, which was the uh, best trauma unit in the nation. And uh, the Holy Spirit get, met me at, in the ceiling tiles as they were trying to shock me back to life. And he gave me an ultimatum. He gave me a slideshow real quick of my life and how I was living a life uh, like hell and on fire to, to go to live in the lake of fire. And he showed me, okay, you can live here. You want to live like hell? You can live there. And that can be your permanent residence. Or you can tell everybody about me, run to me. And, uh, and so that's, that's what I've done. That's what I chose. Woke up 10 days later and I see you and, uh, and, and begin this journey. And I, again, I wish I could tell you that it's been, uh, all mountaintop experiences, but it, it, it hasn't, it's been peaks and valleys, but, uh, that changed my life forever. I had an encounter that no one that I can't truly even sometimes fully explain to everybody what that's like, but it's something that I can never deny. No, and, I, uh, no one can take that. Nobody can take that from me. I'm with you. And and nobody knows the, the the wretched sin that I was in, but me and what he rescued me out of. And uh, so that's why I'm passionate. That's why I cry. That's that's why I'm doing what I'm doing today is I, I told him after many years of, of pastoring, uh, I can tell you, I've, I've busted concrete, Scott. I've swung around as a tree trimmer and trees 100 feet in the air. I've done some of the most hard work in the world. But pastoring is like herding cats, and, and that's one of the hardest jobs in the world. So I, I, uh, I've kind of been on somewhat of a sabbatical, but I've been doing evangelism the last couple of years. And I really have found that that's really where God wants to use me. It's where I've, I've seemed to have the biggest impact, is going around telling my story and helping other people that were as wretched and messed up and jacked up as me to pull them out of the ditch and help them get free and to help them to be, a, you know, there's so many people that are oppressed. So many people that are demonized, so many people that are just messed up in their mindsets. And so uh, God has, uh, I'm so great. I mean, I'm just so honored to be able to be used this year. This last year has really been uh, amazing. I mean, every the, the couple weeks ago, we everywhere we're going, we're just seeing people hungry for a true encounter with God. Not a church service, not church as normal, not checking off a box, but a true encounter for change in their life. Amen. I'm hundred percent. Yep. I told you that. So, um, uh, so I said, okay, I will, I will, here's what I'll do. God, I'll, I'll he was giving me so a, a burden last year, year and a half ago for, uh, to wake some people up. Uh, so I said, okay, we'll, we'll do me and my wife talked about it and we'll do awaken Texas tent revival. So I had an old tent when I first started preaching, I had an old tent and it got messed up by a couple of ice storms and had holes in it and all this kind of stuff. And I felt like the Holy spirit said, Rod, get your old tent out, find me a field. Get the five-fold ministry gifts prevalent, exemplified, and demonstrated. That was his recipe. And get out of the way, stay out of the way, and watch what I'm going to do. And that was a year and a half ago. And all I've tried to do, Scott, was stay true to his recipe. Amen. That's fantastic. So you're talking apostolic, prophetic, talking about healing, casting out demons, and raising the dead. You got it. Amen. You got it. <laughs> and we're out in a rural community and under a tent, and I guess we became a destination-type place, and people began to come. Uh, and get saved, set free, delivered. We uh, we're real fancy. We we uh, we're on. Uh, we've got an old uh, football field turf that's under the tent, and we and we have a, a a a horse trough. We baptize people in, but we've baptized hundreds in the last year and a half in a horse trough out in horse country, USA, rural America. Well, you and I had this conversation just day before yesterday, or even yesterday, about the power of baptism, and there's just something to it. I mean, I've now baptized almost 300 people. And it is, it is mm. literally probably one of the greatest things in your life 
to do and to no, be part is. of and to see the transformation and then later just realize when people are coming back to you and you're, you're part of one of the most important part of their lives. It's huge. Absolutely. What's your thoughts there? I think it is the most important part of their life. It really is because it is baptism dots the I's and crosses the T's to our salvation. It's the completion of our salvation. And, you know, but we're not fully ever saved, right, Scott? We go from salvation to salvation. It's not one and done. Yes. That's why the Bible says we go from salvation to salvation. And we won't, we won't arrive until Jesus fully arrives, right? But that's just such a huge part. Uh, and it's intimate, too. I think a lot of pastors just kind of bypass it. And, and they just kind of get them in, get them out, and, and move on. And, and to me, that's the hireling pastors that do that. I, I, I really find it as one of the most, I find it as one of the most rewarding things that I get to do and participate with uh, in being a pastor and, and doing what we do. Amen. Our nation was built on the pulpit. And it really, it's, it was, yep. it's, it's the Geneva Bible, and it's the pulpit, and it's the fire and brimstone of speaking those things that are even in our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution. And I don't see that a lot from the pulpit these days. And I, obviously, it's not it's not all gone. But as a general rule, we're not we're not feeling that fire to stand up to tyranny and to really push into that. And I get the sense that that's really where your your heart is as well. It absolutely is. That's the only reason I do what I do. I told God yes to revival, no to church. And I and get me. Don't get me wrong here. So I don't. I'm not throwing stones tonight at churches because I love the church. I love pastors. I am one. I have a. I have a church. But it, what I'm talking about is is we have to make. We have to bring the church outside the four walls, and we have to quit trying to build our own kingdoms. And I think that's why a lot of these guys get woke and they start preaching these sugar-coated, mamsy-pamsy, tickle-me-elmo type messages, where it's because it's all seeker-sensitive. Right. And they're trying to please all these different people. And, and, but we got to, we got to quit trying to please man and please God. Well, that's well said. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest challenges we face right now is this me culture that's so consumed with trying to just please everybody. I and mean, this is where we start to see the LGBTQ flags fly up. It's really a, a complete yep. destruction of Christ's message. Cause if you, as we've dug, as I've dug into this, it's really like, well, Christ loves everybody. So everybody's to be loved and there's no accountability and there's no definition of really what it is to walk within the, the glory of God and what it is to walk in Scripture. That's right. That's right. I mean, and people are so hungry, uh, Scott, right now, For I, I really believe, uh, for preachers and teachers that will just break down and open the Word of God and preach the true Word of God and not try to fluff it up. The Bible says not to change anything about it, to preach it straight. And that's what I'm finding is that I think we kind of went through a season in this Western culture church where it was super uh, like box church and let's get them in, get them out, have a five, have a 10, 15 minute, you know, uh, feel good type sermon of being your best life now. But what I'm seeing is I'm seeing those type of churches and those type of pastors falling to the wayside. And I believe that it's time for a changing of the guard. I believe that in 2024, there is going to be a changing of the guard where a bunch of nobodies who are out there preaching the uncompromised word of God are rising to the top. And that's that that's the ones, the 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 nobodies or who he wants to use, I believe, in 2024 in these last days coming in, because they're not trying to please man. They're not trying to please uh, denominationalism, which is man made. <laughs> oh, boy, that's so well so, said. hundred percent on that. And it's just really interesting. I had a similar message of that this morning. We were talking about what who you're speaking to now, which we refer to collectively as Bard's Nation. And what's interesting, yes. and it's a defining element within almost everybody that's been in this in this 
fantastic fellowship that is literally reaches a hundred countries. And that was all God driven. Mm. But what's the common denominator is at one point or another, people have either been betrayed by the church, rejected by the church, or even betrayed and rejected by their own families. And that gets into the COVID con and it gets into this whole nonsense of this last few years. Mm. But in that, in that separating and feeling the hurt, they've come together. And that's why when we discussion this morning is there is such a thing as a remnant. And that remnant is what you're referring to as what God is calling the nobodies to come together and now make a stand in this very critical hour. That's right. Now's the time. Now's the time. And I believe the last year and a half, two years has really been a preparation. I know it has been for Suzanne and I my, and our team here at Jesus Encounters. It's been, been a real preparation, I believe, for this next season for where we're at right now. 100%. Let's talk a little bit about this border bit, because this is something that really caught my attention. And you and I had a great conversation about that. This convoy that's coming down, obviously, Colonel Pete Chambers has been heavy involved in trying to get them situated to be safe in a very contentious space. I think a lot of Americans don't realize that that border, to a large degree, is owned and controlled by the cartel. It is a dangerous hot zone, even though it is Texas. And you're going to go down there, and you're literally going down there to save lives. So let's talk about that. Well, uh, I can't talk about it without crying my eyes out. Well, go Every ahead. Time I, <laughs> so, because I'm tender to it, because I, it's so fresh that right before Christmas, uh, the Holy Spirit began to burden me and impregnate me with a burden. And it was a burden for those folks, at the, at every, all the immigrants. I began to start having dreams. And I'm not much of a dreamer. Unless if, and if I did, I didn't really listen. I didn't remember the dreams. Uh, and so I continued to have these dreams and it was kind of neat that it was right around 3:30 AM for about for three days in a row. And I kept having these dreams and it was uh, visions of feeding uh, immigrants, visions of baptizing people by the hundreds, by the thousands, uh, casting out demons by the thousands, seeing them just, just sharing the love of Jesus with, with, with the people at the border. I saw our tent. I saw a vision of our tent over there. And then once he started showing me this slideshow of the vision that he, that I saw myself in, in our team, not just me, but he began then to show me and let me feel his hurt. He began to let me feel his compassion and his love for those people because those people he died for on the cross, just like me and you, he loves those people just as much as he loves me and you. He he's that's their, that's his kids. And he began to show me his love for them. And then he began to show me their, their struggles, their hurt, their hopelessness, their, where a lot of them don't even know when they're going to get their next meal or when they can have a next drink or where they're going to lay their head or yes. And there's a lot of people coming over and a lot of fighting A's Asians and different, you know, not just the Asians, but in different countries, there's a lot of people coming over that have ill intentions for America. But Holy Spirit began to quicken my quicken me and say, don't you know I've allowed this, Rod? I've allowed this to happen. And my church has been praying for the largest revival known to mankind. I've allowed it. I've allowed to be, I've allowed 20 something plus million people into your country. I've allowed it. And my church is absent. Where is my church? Where are my kings? Where are my priests? Where is my, where's my church? And he began to tell, show me how, how grieved his spirit was that nobody's showing up for his people. 
at the border. Nobody's there to love them. They're being raped. Their heads are being cut off. They're being sold. Uh, they're be I mean, it's 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 crazy with all this drugs that are coming across, all the things that are going on at the border. And you know, I'm not I'm preaching to the choir, and I'm sure a lot of your viewers have know what's going on over there. But it's it it's horrendous what's going on over there. And it's going on over there every day. And right at our Texas border, there's tens of thousands that have been crossing. You know, there's 300,000 a month coming across. And the real numbers are about 22 million that we know about in this country. Amen. So fake media, false media, you know, they want to tell you, oh, there's about 5 million. You know, that's not the truth. But what the, just get back to the, the burden, the burden that he, that he birthed in me was my people are absent. I've been knocking, they're knocking at the back door, but, his, but the churches will not come to the door, has not answered the call. And so I began to, to, to carry this burden and I began to share with, with my wife with this burden. I'm crying my eyes out. He's, 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 he didn't give it to me all at once. It's like a, a few days and it just kept increasing and increasing and I couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it. So then I, I felt, okay, in my time of prayer, he kept highlighting uh, Lieutenant Pete Chambers, my friend. And I didn't even really understand. Me and Pete been friends about a year, year and a half. And, you know, uh, he's a great man. I'm, I'm, I'm privileged and honored to be his friend. And he's a war hero. And we, we, God connected us in a supernatural way. And I didn't really understand why at the time. Now I totally understand why. Because the Holy Spirit highlighted him and said, you need to talk to Pete. Because I know, I don't know personally anybody that Pete's been over that uh, as a soldier. He's been over that terrain, up and down that border, uh, in helicopters, horseback on foot as a military soldier and as a civilian. And I don't know anybody that, that has any more relationships or has any more respect along that border than, than Dr. Pete Chambers. And so he, he said, I want you to ask Pete one question and one question only. And so I, I reached out to Pete and said, Pete, when can we have a talk? And he said, for you anytime. So right after Christmas, uh, I mean, on the way home from Colorado, uh, I'm I call Pete. And I began to lay this. He told me to lay the feet, this burden at Pete Chambers' feet. So I had, the only other person I'd talked to at the time was my wife. And so I called Pete. So we talked, laid, the, laid this burden at his feet, and told him, Pete, I don't, I don't know why, but I just have to be obedient. And this is, I can't shake this. And, and he began to weep. And we had, a, we had a moment. We had church on the phone. And he said, Rod, I, you, can't, you can't believe the timing of this. The timing couldn't be any more perfect. And so I, and so we began to, to talk and we, we, uh, made plans for me to come and get down there and get embedded. Uh, but he, but it, so as soon as he told me that, that nobody was there, that the church was absent, because I asked him that question, Pete, is the church on the border? He said, no, Rod, not with anything. Not really. There's really been not, nothing happened. Well, then that confirmed everything that the Holy spirit had been showing me in all these dreams and these visions. And so then then I realized, okay, it's in my lap. I, I have to, I have to do this. I don't have the money to do this. I don't have the wherewithal to do that. I don't have the team to do this, but I have the burden to do this. And with Christ, we can do all things. And so I began to talk about it. He said, well, let's come up here and let's just, let's just hash this out. Let's continue to take steps towards that. So I said, no problem. So we went down, like went down there, spent uh, most of last week with him and we got embedded and we found a place, that little camp, uh, for where the where the uh, convoy will land, and that will actually be a place where we do some revival out of there. Out of there, but we also will be doing revival in, in many different places, not just there uh, along the border. And uh, and all those plans are are being 
each day it's just it's just developing so uh but on february 3rd will be our or will be our launch date of the revival and that's truly what it is uh i'm not part of the of the convoy other than i do support it and i have some very dear friends that are that are uh organizing the whole thing and doc is is helping out i'm helping out as much as i can i believe that jesus encounters rod parker uh, what we bring to it is the revival side of it that's the burden and uh, to me, uh, I think this war, ninety uh, percent of it is is ninety percent of it is is good versus evil of what we're facing on the border. Uh, where we are truly facing demonic spirits, it's good versus evil, and uh, the only way to defeat it, the only way to overcome it, we already have. I cheated. I looked back the book and we win, but we can't show. We can't win if we don't show up. One hundred percent. I want to confirm a little bit about your experience there. You, what did you say? What did you say that experience was around Christmas, or what about time was it? My dream, you mean? Yes, sir. Yeah, it was uh, probably a week. Before, my first one was probably three days, four days before Christmas. Okay, about three weeks before that, right at the beginning of December, I went through two solid yep. days of travail, painful. Yeah, some of those yep. painful experience I've ever had, and God walked me through this, and it was in blocks of time. I mean, it was like eight hours in a day, yep. like not small. Yep. And he he gave me a vision of the entire world, and he walked me through it, and he took me through the Middle East, and he took me into the Christian mm -hmm. camps and the Muslim camps. He took me to the countries of mm -hmm. China. He took me into South America, and it was the same mm -hmm. thing. He was showing me the sorrow, the sorrow of of seeing all these people turn away from him. And yep. in so doing, he, his message was, this is why we need to love more. And the message coming out of that is you have to appreciate the sorrow to understand why we mm. must love. Because when you understand right. sorrow, then you understand truly why I love so much more and why you must as well. It's a powerful, right. powerful thing. And I hear that in your message. Yeah, that and I'll, I'll share a little something. There was a time in my life early when I was a young, when I was a little boy, where I we grew up extremely poor. And I, we really truly didn't know sometimes where we would sleep or even what we were going to eat. So I know what it's like to go to the refrigerator and number one, the power's off refrigerator don't even work, but I know what it's like to go to the refrigerator. And a lot of your listeners probably don't even know what I'm talking about, but until, unless you've experienced it to go to a refrigerator and there's nothing there and there's no money and you don't know how you're going to eat. Well, I mean, I'm thankful that I, I live in, I live in America and I, and I, and God's been good. And there's, we're the land of the free and, and you, you can go out and make a living and, and, and better yourself. Right. But the Holy spirit began to show me that the, the utter hopelessness of these people and nobody wants. No, this is so true. You, you're, you're you know, speaking. I mean, you're, they're, they're, they're almost like a nuisance. Well, <laughs> to and people. The, the other part you about know? this, which is really interesting is, this is a message. You heard Pete confirm it in the truck. I picked this message up. Yeah. God put it on my heart just somewhere in December. So there's a lot of interesting parallels to this. I, I mean, I'm always, I love confirmations. And I mm -hmm. will, and, and you know very well that this is not the message that a lot of Americans want to hear. We want to hear like, we're going to get them out of here. And it's like, that is not God's heart, period. This, no. is, this is, gets into the book of Habakkuk. Where literally mm -hmm. we have our prophet sitting there and he's lamenting with God and he reminds him, if you knew what I was doing with the nations, you would be, you would not, you would wouldn't even comprehend. And this is the mm -hmm. moment here of so much of Habakkuk, where the prophet is there witnessing the incursion of Babylon and mm -hmm. talking and lamenting about the, the disaster, and yet God is setting this amazing 
I'll call it a trap or an ambush would be better, an amazing ambush to bring them in. And then those that truly turn away from him and do harm to the innocent are really forfeiting their life. That's in that. And then at the mm -hmm. same time, he's bringing so many back to him. We have such an amazing mm -hmm. opportunity right now to make a nation so powerful within the root of God. And exactly right. to what you're saying, by embracing those that are coming across and welcoming them with the book, and instead of welcoming them with ideologies of a nation, we welcome them with the word of God and the foundation which our nation was built on. Come on. That's the foundation. That, that's where it starts, right? And uh, this is supposed to be a, the, the, the enemy's got this as a, as a replacement society. They've been labeled as a replacement society. The very people that's going to come in here and replace you and or turn a gun and shoot you and take your place, take your land, right? But what the enemy meant for evil, that's what the Holy Spirit was showing me with me too. Rod, if you're right on the front lines and we can get them, you can meet them with love. You can meet them with food because they're hungry. You can't, you can't, you can't minister to somebody's heart when they're starving to death hungry. So let's, let's feed them. Let's clothe them. They need something. They need some clothes. Let's give them some, a drink and then let's minister to the body, soul, and spirit is what this is about. Amen. Amen. And if we, and if we could cast the wicked demons out of those people that, that are coming over here to do terrible things and we've intercepted them, they're going to come over saved, set free and delivered and plugged into the remnant. That's, <laughs> that's, that's God's heart. Save them and help because help the others set themselves free. This is fantastic. We had a great word last night, a many great words last night on the show. We did, we did a, in, in the launch of our new Saturday night show, which is the gospel of peace. We focused on the border. We prayed for you. We prayed for Colonel Pete Chambers and one of the great words that came out of this was that those that are going down, and I think Leah Svensson spoke the word last night, was that those that are going down to the border and the truckers and the, and the people in their cars and the convoy, the horns of their vehicle are the, are the moment, in this moment, they are the shofars. And to use them and to honk them and to play that like shofars across the border to disrupt the demons mm -hmm. and to cause this unsettling to have the enemy turn upon itself. Mm. So well, I, I think that we're in a very powerful time. And I think this is what we don't do enough of is realize mm -hmm. that the wor the words that we have in, in Scripture are giving us the template to fight this war. Gideon gives us a yeah, template. Absolutely. When we take That's we take Pete, we put him in the category of, of Joshua, and we see his army ready to siege the walls where necessary, led by God's hand. We have Gideon absolutely. with a small remnant of 300, literally destroying right. an entire army with, with shofars and pots of light. And here you are on the front right. line setting up ministry to bring them, to feed them, to clothe them. This is Christ's heart. That's right. And this is not just a one church thing. This is not a Rod Parker thing. This is not a Scott Kesterson thing. This is not a Doc uh, Chambers thing. This is the body of Christ, the ecclesia, all of us coming together as brothers and sisters. Because your gift, Scott, is not for you. Your gift is for me. My gift is for you. My wife's gifts for, for me. We need each other and we need to come together and stand. You know, America was originally started as a missionary nation by God. <laughs> they wanted freedom of religion, right? That's, that's, that's why that's what, that's what happened at first landing, right? Yes, sir. And at some point here in America, <laughs> you know, we sent more and more missionaries in any country of the world into the world, but slowly, like the hour of the, the sand and the hourglass, slowly we've, we've, we've developed a lack of compassion for the world. So I believe God sent the world 160 countries to our back door. The Bible says to go in all, into all the world, the great commission, right? Is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, we didn't have to, well, all the world came to our back door and wow. we won't answer it. 
Amen. We're I mean, too scared. To, we're too scared to death to go down there because we think in our in our in our in our in our complacent, lazy Western culture. Excuse me. I'm not trying to to throw stones, but I'm just. I believe that the Holy Spirit's just sick and tired of lukewarm Christians being <laughs> being lazy and complacent. You're speaking and, and prophetic America, words like you can't believe the things that keep coming America's, up. America, this is great. Yes, America's soft. You know, they'll go to church as long as you have some coffee, a mall, a playground, and some AC. You yeah. don't have any of that kind of thing, and you better be done and, and have them out of there in about fifteen or twenty minutes with your message, or or they'll they'll leave. They vote with their feet. And these and these these churches around the nation. I used to be a part of it. Okay, they become before before your eyes. They become this sucking sound, and it becomes a business. People are living, breathing organisms. They're not organizations, and they're not giving units. They're people. This is and awesome. the reason that I believe that there's nobody at the border is because people and Christians and pastors. I'm going to start right there. Okay. Pastors and leaders are trying to build their own kingdom and not God's. Amen. Amen. Because they can't, because those, because those people are more of a liability than they are an asset. Those people can't come in and pay tithes and fill up your pews and do all those kinds of things, right? So they're no use to a lot of these just paper churches, this box church that America has become. All these denominations and nobody even, you know, we got all these brothers and sisters. I've got in my town right here of Whitesboro, Texas, there's probably 10 Baptist churches and none of them liked each other. None of them fellowship. Wow. And then, you know, so it's, it's, it's just, uh, we have to come together. I believe 2024 is a year of convergence. I believe it's, there's apostolic partnerships that God wants to do. I know it for for fact because it's happening right now. It's happening before my eyes each and every day. Yes. We actually merged our our revival last night with Dallas revival. Uh, a friend of mine, Joshua Firstine, is running for office, and uh, we merged with New Beginnings Church. Pastor Larry Huck opened his facility, and we had two revivals come together yesterday, last night. And I want you to know, people came to that altar, uh, and the altars were full, and deliverance hit the house, salvation hit the house, healing hit the house. It was beautiful. That's fantastic. You know, I was at a a meeting of pastors and influencers up in uh, Salem, Oregon, a little while back, and a lot of the pastors from Portland were there. And at the very yeah. end, the very end of this whole meeting, everybody's kind of getting their bags ready to go. And this woman stands up, and they're, they're kind of trying to squeeze her in at the end. <laughs> and she knocks it out of the park. And, of course, it's like now you're watching the bags when she says, which I'm going to share with you in a minute. You're watching these bags like kind of like getting filled faster so they can leave. And her words were this. Antifa hit the ground in Portland, and the pastors went into their church and locked their doors and preached within the dead stone walls. And Antifa hit the ground and ministered to Portland, and that's why we're here. And that is the truth, because the, the father of lies took his message to the streets while the pastors locked themselves in their churches instead of going out and hitting them face to face. That's the truth. It is the truth. And just exactly that's what you're truth. saying here, we, need, we should be pouring on that border with people and just pouring out their hearts and bringing Bibles. And this Absolutely. is Bibles. This is a war of the word. It is. And talk about so many parallels, Scott. I've got goosebumps standing up a quarter inch on my arms because you just mentioned Portland. You mentioned that the whole Oregon area, the Northwest. I just came from there and we were in Salem, Oregon with a dear friend of mine, Pastor Abraham Harris. And they've been fighting Antifa, BLM, all that. They're the type of church that I'm talking about that show up. Okay, that's what patriot churches do. That's what remnant people do. We're not there to fight. We Our war is not flesh and blood. It's with principalities and powers of darkness. This is good versus evil. So we're not there 
for, for physical violence, right? But so these people were doing some stuff. We were having a thing uh, at a deal. They came up, Antifa came up and, and attacked them, knocked their, knocked their speakers down, took their mics, throwing their mics. And then they, had, they already had bags of feces, okay? Mm-hmm. And urine and poop and everything else and was throwing it at my pastor friends and their team. They've come face to face with them. And we just left Salem. Me and my wife went and did a, a, a revival there. They were celebrating their anniversary services. And we just left Salem. And I want you to know for three days, there was a pour out. There's something happening in, 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 the, in, that, in that Salem area in Oregon because, uh, I mean, they're doing street church. They, they, they street preach and baptize people. There's, I mean, they're, they're seeing great things. And they're going to be right on the front lines with us. As soon as I told them about the burden of this revival, uh, at the border, they're like, we're in pastor, we're in, but there, there's a, there's a special type of Christian. You got to be thick skinned. You got to love people. You, it's not about likes and follows and, and about all that. If that's what you're into, you'll enjoy that success here. Very temporal. This is a very temporal. This is just a vapor. We, we have to have more of an eternal mindset, Scott. Oh, I totally agree. And I've, well, yeah. Yeah, just, uh, just to confirm some of what you're saying here, too, that this morning I, I began a monologue on the show. We, in our morning, and we always do a bit of a monologue at the begin of our, beginning of our Sunday morning prayer. And I told you about that because we take prayer requests from anybody and everywhere. And we end up spending about two hours to three hours in just solid prayer for healing and miracles. And we see wow. it. It happens. And it, it happens every week. We get the, we get the testimonies of, of what's happened. But this morning's wow. monologue led to something you just said. And I'm just open up to the Holy Spirit. And it is right. It is pouring out. It is the division of the church has to end. We have to start yes. building bridges. We have to start reaching out with one another. We have to start understanding what it is in the heart of God because he creates everything. It's not just creating a Baptist or a Methodist. And for that matter, he's not just cre- he's also creating Muslims. We have to appreciate that because this is an hour when we have to be pouring out our, our heart of Jesus. There's some amazing testimonies that are coming out of ISIS that are literally having witness experience with Jesus, and it's breaking them. They have, These testimonies are things like men that are weeping, and they can't even stop weeping. And they're like, he told me I'm forgiven. I don't even know what that mm. means in my religion. He's given me forgiven forgiveness. Wow. This, wow. this is such a powerful time that and we're speaking the word of Christ and we're walking with the Holy Spirit within us. We are representatives Amen. of kingdom. We are literally walking in the apostolic authority of that moment. And if Amen. we don't start embracing that and start understanding what God is calling us to do, we are missing the moment because the moment is here to revive the church, the church within our heart that Christ put within us. It's amazing. Amen. Amen. You're speaking truth, brother. You're preaching my messages. I'm going to have to get you under the tent. <laughs> well, I'm anxious to come. I'll, I'll see what we can do. I might end up coming down there. We'll, we'll preach together. I look forward to it. That'll be good. I'm, I'm building. I'm building. If there's any preachers that are that are, that are feeling a burden to come, I'm, I'm trying to build worship teams, volunteer teams. Everybody can do something, Scott. There's people I really feel an urgency to say this. That I think there's people listening and they're going, man, I, I, I don't have the passion like Pastor Rod. I can't I don't I don't see myself going down there and doing that. I, I don't have a podcast like Scott. I don't have a platform like this person. I don't even know how I, I, this is resonating in me, but I don't even know how I can help. What can I do? Well, if you can hand somebody some water, if you can give somebody a hug, if you can make a meal, if you can if you if you're an intercessor and you like to pray. Praying is the most, most, most awesome weapon we have on this planet. I don't think we even scratch the surface to even understand the power that you and I have with prayer. Oh, I agree. People say, well, I'll, I'll, you know, we, well, I'll just pray. I, I guess all I can do is pray. No, 
you get to pray. That's the best thing that we need to be doing right now is speak those things that are not as though they are because our lie, our words, our tongue has life and death in them. We can speak life and we can speak death. And so we need to come together and speak life. And if you can intercede, if you can pray, if you can give, if you, if you, if you can't do any of that, at least you could give to it. <laughs> you could give monetarily to it. You could come and join an intercessory team. If you know about deliverance, you can come be a part of a deliverance team. If you're a preacher, you can be a part of a preaching team. Because this is way bigger. This is the body of Christ coming together. You know what? My Bible says that he's only going to come back for a unified bride. Well said. It's time. It's time to come back. It's time for us to unify and put together. I mean, we got to get rid of the 10 or 15% of the things we might disagree with and embrace the 90% of the things that we do agree with, put our differences aside, lock arms, and let's go. Let's, let's change them. Let's see America changed. But without repentance, I'll say that right now. There is no revival. There will be no revival of this nation, of this world, without repentance. 100%. Our first Bars Fest, we've had three now. First Bars Fest was September, or end of August in 2021. And um, mm -hmm. this is all the hand of God on this thing. So we had a we had our thing going, had our fundraising going. We were, we were quote, selling tickets for it at that time. And about four mm -hmm. weeks out, we got hit with a, a real intense hit from Media Matters. I got accused of being a, some sort of warlord, more militia leader or something. Who cares? But they oh, wow. they got deplatformed, and we lost all our money. And mm. so, because what they did under COVID is they said you couldn't receive your money until after your event started. It gave them a way to kind of house the money and make a little more on it each time. Mm. So mm. that got all wiped out, and it was really a stunning moment because there was some significant liabilities on these on this event we had going, and so. Um, I, my web guy, I talked to my web guy and he says, I can have a ticketing platform built for you in 48 hours. And I said, okay, go. And God says, make it free. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, this is my moment. I'm like, excuse me. I'm like, did I hear you right? Make it free. He says, make it free. So we turned it into a complete donation event. Everything was wow. paid for in four weeks. Everything was paid for. No problem. It just poured That's out, it. just poured out from the hearts of people. And so this wow. event, we went in and I made the mistake, which I'll never do again. But I actually invited the devil come, to come down and fight us. And for two days, I'm going to tell you, we were getting beat up bad. Mm, mm. And on, the, on Saturday morning, which is the third of the fourth day, we were there for four days, I get a text in the morning from our, from our prayer team. And they said, you have to repent, and this has to become a repenting event. And I'm mm. like, God, I don't even know what to do. And I reached for my Bible and realized that I had left my Bible over at the event. And that means I hadn't touched it for two days. And I broke down in tears, weeping. And mm. I, I called the team, and they began to search. They said, we'll have it for you by the time we'll find it. And I drove over to the event, and they met me at my Jeep, handed me my Bible, and we lit it on fire. And this is mm. where we turned that event into a Repentance for the Nation event for two Come solid on. more days. And the message Come. to every speaker was, no matter what you do when you get up there, you talk about repentance. I walked up. I wasn't even supposed to be on stage that morning. I walked up. We had about 500 people in the audience, and we got on our knees, all of us, and we repented for this nation. And Amen. on the end of the day, Sunday, we're here, and it's a hot day in St. Louis. It's a clear blue sky. There's nothing in the sky. Clear blue. Hot. And I'm, I'm exhausted, and I'm literally just praying for strength to get through my final words on this. And as I'm mm -hmm. in my final speech of just kind of going through my last things of noting people and thanking people and so forth, mm -hmm. I hear the gasps mm -hmm. in the audience. 
these gasps. And I'm, I'm just saying, okay, Lord, just keep me focused on just the message. And then I'll look up. And I finish the words yeah. and I look up and the entire audience's eyes are in the eye into the sky. This includes mm. like, like the roadies that are there with the bands. People aren't even talking Jesus. They're just looking and they're just gasp. And what is it? There's a rainbow right in the middle of the sky, right above the stage. That's how we finished. So I'm mm. telling you the power of God is moving right now in this nation. Yes. Power of yes, God is, it is, and it's asking for repentance. It's asking for a repentant heart of its people. And I truly believe that that repentant heart can be led, and it can be and can lead this entire nation in that remnant that's coming awake. What's your thought? Amen, amen, amen. I mean, we're totally like-minded. We're of the same heart, and I'm telling you, when when God has a word, He doesn't double talk. Mm-mm. The things that you're saying is what I've been saying for the last several years. And just trying to trying to trying to wake people up and give them the truth and love. Amen. You know, too much truth without love can come across as very abrasive, and too much love and grace without truth can come across as very very uh, lukewarm and sugar coated gospel. Right? Mm-hmm. But truth and love, a healthy balance of truth and love, is what this nation needs more than anything. But repentance has it. Repentance has come first. And I think that what we've gotten messed up is we think that repentance is just saying, I'm sorry. They, they, you think, they think you, we think that repentance is a one and done thing. Oh, I repented. I went to the altar. I, I, I got my insurance policy, Christianity, and I'm good. No, I'm, let me just tell you from, from experience, I have no judgment or no stones for any of your listeners to anyone. But let me just tell you, repentance is way more than saying, I'm sorry. Repentance is a turn of direction. Repentance is a pivot. It's it's not it's not saying I'm sorry and then continuing to live in sin, coddling those sins and and and, and never changing, right? Repentance really I've learned is a lifestyle, and the and and what we got to learn is to be good repenters, be fast at repenting, be yeah. quick to repent, and turn from your ways. And you know what? We're not asking for perfection. All we're asking for is to is 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 to if you mess up. Be quick to repent, wash yourself clean, pull yourself up, wash your face and continue to move forward. And that's what we have to do. But we must repent. This nation must come and fall on their knees and repent. Amen. Well, I'm I'm talking about leaders and I think it has to start with leadership. So I want to repent for every leader right now. And I I really feel the Holy Spirit right now on this call. Lead it. But I really feel, I really feel that this, that this convoy, yeah, it's a convoy. There's mama bears coming. There's truckers coming. There's bikers coming. There's veterans coming. There are people, freedom-loving Americans that are coming. But I want everyone to hear me loud and clear. This is not a violent event. This will be a prayer event. This will be a revival. And I believe this will be a day of repentance and baptism. That's what I'm professing. That's what I'm prophesying right now. The Word says that we can speak those things that are not as though they are. And it's time for a revival in America. And what better place would it be if we could all come together? I've heard that there's that this thing is going to be, I don't, I, who knows how many thousands of people that are, are going to be involved. But I see a harvest. I see revival. And it's happening now. It's happening now. But it's going to start with us falling on our knees, be, dropping the pride, dropping the dignity, dropping the arrogance, and falling on our knees before the Lord. Pastor, I've, I've just got a—I'm just I'm getting a powerful vision for you here, and I just really see it. You're going to have these people down there, and you're going to lead this. You and Pete Chambers are going to lead this, and you're going to see truckers. You're going to see people in their vehicles. They're going to be getting out alongside their rigs, and they're going to be on their knees. 
and they're yes. going to be praying for this nation because these people are coming with the right heart. This is something we've been praying over. And un- unlike January 6th, we're praying over this. And as the word given last mm-hmm. night by Michelle and Leah, the resistance chicks, was that you are coming to this time right now. You are coming here because yes. the Holy Spirit is drawing you in. So listen yes. to that. And if you are one of those that's hesitant, you're like, I don't know if I have something to, to, to offer. If God is calling you, go. Be there. It is not yes. even a question. Drop all things. This is a moment in time when he's calling his people to a critical hour, and you're leading this. Yes. And I really see this vision. You're going to be, be able to speak to these people. You might even have a megaphone in your hand, and you're going to be speaking to these people. And they're going to be out of their vehicles, on their knees, and you're going to lead them in repentance. And I will tell you, just from my own experience in Bars Fest 1, when you take that stage, and you get off that stage, and you get on the ground, and you put yourself on the ground and knees before them, people will follow because they feel that power of God and they know that you're speaking truly to him that it speaks to their heart and they will follow. So I'm just praying to you to just step in and just lead them into this moment because this is a powerful moment for this nation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is. It's going to be powerful. And uh, we're going to have with that a little snapshot of what that day will look like is we will have worship all day. We'll have speakers all day. We'll have all kinds of great things happening all day. But the focus is prayer. The focus is revival and baptism and building community and 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 just really taking a stand. Uh, and I, I believe that, that this is going to be just a, like the start of a tsunami. I just really believe that this is going to start. I think people really believe that the American spirit's dead. Yes. I think we're proving them wrong right now. The American spirit is alive and well. Well, it's alive I... and well. And after and after the third, <laughs> you know, the after the third. God is going to show up and show off. And I don't care. I don't want any credit. I don't need any credit. I want to make Jesus famous. That's what I'm called to do. And, uh, and I need everyone's help. It's not just about me. This is about the ecclesia coming together. Amen. I mean, this is this is a moment too. I mean, there's there's just lots coming in here, and just I'm also seeing the the media being completely humiliated in this, in their attempts they to are. try to disparage this, and it's going to show. And something else you just said, which is so powerful, is the world misreads what the American patriot heart is. They've been mm. so defined that it's by Second Amendment, and there's I always say this: there's a reason it's second, and there's a reason first is first, because that puts mm. God first on all things. So it Come is on. literally like everything else. We are leading this fight with the sword of the spirit, truly from our heart and from the from the, the words of, of faith and the words of Holy Spirit to speak out. And what I think the world is about ready to witness is a transformation in a country. And I truly believe this. I think this is this is just a word for you right now. This, the world is going to witness this heart of the American patriot in these hours and these weeks and days ahead. This is going to see right. that the true American patriot does not turn to his sidearm first, but turns to God first, raises its hand. This will shake Europe to its very core. It will awaken Africa in a way never seen before. They will it will start to unite the southern our southern country of South America, and it will make them see that coming to America is a gift of being with God. This is a time when. Canada will begin to stir again with the spirit that they pushed aside. And truly, we are going to be shaking the world again to put the city of the light on the hill back on its place where people can look up and say, amen, I want to be there. I want to be there because there's something powerful that draws me there. You're part of it. You're on the front lines. That's right. And you may be listening here tonight and a spirit of fear. I want to break off every spirit of fear of anybody that's listening that's had a heart to come. And the enemy keeps trying to talk you out of it and giving you negative things because the media wants to stop this. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. Okay. The, 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 the enemy, it wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He's a master of deception. 
Okay, but let me just get, highlight a little something for you. The event that we're having in Dripping Springs, you can't. There's not going to be a safer place on the planet for you people to come. I Amen. want you to understand that. The most the, 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 there's people that that are part of the remnant that we're talking about. They're the most dangerous men in the world in a good way that'll be watching. Let me just tell you, when you come, turn on your cameras because let me tell you, they're going to be trying. They're, they're going to be trying to do something. But well, you know what? We can turn it just that we, you know, we, we can do the same things they're doing. We'll turn it on them. Turn on your cameras. You see anything weird, report it. But Dripping Springs is going to be the one of the most, most, most uh, safest places in America. I promise you that. When we go to this children's camp on the third, uh, the convoy has security. We have, we have security. There's going to be eyes in the sky. There's going to be people with binoculars. There's going to be people watching everybody. So if you're listening to this program and, and uh, all long arms, stay at home. Absolutely. All alcohol stays at home. If you have any, if you're, if you're not, if you're unkind, don't show up. Amen. If, you, if you have ill in your heart and you, and you, you have bitterness and anger and you think this is going to work, that this is going to be some kind of violent protest uh, where Texas is going to do this and do that. And that's not what this is about. No, sir. That's not what this is about. This is about unity. It's about coming together and it's about revival of America. That's what this is about. And, and uh, so I, 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 uh, I'm just glad that we share. We're, I mean, it's like we can finish each other's senses. We can talk all night, but <laughs> it's going to be powerful. And I don't want the spirit of fear. I don't want the enemy to get any ground right there. That's why I wanted to break that off of people right now. Cause there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of people. I've, I heard this and I heard that and I heard this and I heard that, you know what? You're going to hear a lot of things before between now and when it comes and it's all about theater. It's all back and forth theater. So that's not something you even have to worry about. Just take it before the Lord. If you feel led to come, then come. If, you, if the Holy Spirit gives you a peace, I want you to know that you can come and you'll know that we're going to do our best, our very best to take care of everybody. Nobody has a crystal ball, so but we're going to do our best to take care of everyone. Well, Pastor, I'm just going to have, I'm just going to say these words and have everybody that's listening just to say them themselves. I break off. The, I break off. The spirit of fear. The spirit of fear. And if I am so called. And if I'm so called. By the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. To attend this revival at the border. To attend this revival at the border. I shall go in the name of God and the name of our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Yes. I want to leave it with one more thing. My Bible tells me, and I hope that the folks that are listening to me will hear the heart, my heart in this. But the world is anxiously waiting, the Bible says. The world mm. is anxiously waiting for the sons and daughters of God to rise. So the world is waiting for us to rise. All eyes right now are on the Texas border. All eyes are on this convoy. All eyes are on what's Abbott going to do? What's Biden going to do? What's, you know, what are the feds going to do? What all eyes in the world are on us. The world is anxiously. There's no, there's no better, better a more timely word, but the world is right now anxiously waiting for the sons and daughters to rise. And when they see us rise and fall on our knees and repent, uh, it's going to be beautiful. You actually just quoted one of my favorite scriptures. I quote that like at least once a week. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's just fantastic. Well, Pastor. Man, can, I, can, I leave us, can I leave us with one more scripture? Well, you can leave more scripture. We haven't even finished praying yet. So go ahead. Read it. Somewhere. All right. All right. Okay. Well, I got one more that's really heavily on my spirit right now. Yes, sir. And that is in Luke. That's in the book of Luke. Uh, and it's, it's chapter four, verse 18 it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, 
to proclaim liberty. And the word liberty is synonymous to freedom. <laughs> to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set to liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I just prophesy right now under the power of the Holy Spirit that 2024 is the acceptable year of the Lord for such a time as this. Mm. This is a Kairos moment. Man yeah. has created Kronos time. God creates Kairos timing. And I believe that this is a Kairos time. This is a Kairos segment. <laughs> Even in, in this program here at Bards FM, I believe that we're going to come together as the Ecclesia. And the world's anxiously waiting to watch us rise so God can show up and show off. And he gets all the glory. He gets all the honor. He gets all the power. Amen. This is so good. Well, Pastor, I'm going to tell you, we always close this show with a prayer. And I, I just want, before yes. we get there, is there a place that people can go to to support what you're doing on the border? That's a really important question for us tonight. Well, Thank you so much for the for your heart, Scott, to say that. I, I really appreciate it. And yes, there is. We uh, we do have a, a cash app, and you can just uh, look it up under Jesus Encounters, with an S, or you can go to Jesus-Encounters.org. Don't forget the dash. So you can go to cash app, and you can just look us up under Jesus Encounters, or you can go to Jesus-Encounters.org. Or you can simply just go to rodparkerministries.org, and there's a there's a give button on each one of those websites that they can go to. Fantastic. And we'll just make sure and push that out so you will continue to, for those that can't attend, to try to get them involved in supporting this because there's nothing like sewing in something this, this big right now. It's so important. Yes. So when when they give, they're going to be giving to humanitarian aid. They're going to be giving to, we got to have a tent. We have to have a sound system. The gospel's free, Scott, as you know, but ministry is expensive. So I, and, and anything that we take, everything that we, that comes in for this will go to revival and anything that comes in that's over and beyond will go to feeding the poor and taking care of continued revival, continue and continued ministry. So, mm. uh, it's going to be fertile ground. Everything that we have with Jesus encounters is paid for. So, uh, it's, you're sowing in, into fertile ground. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Pastor, we always end with a prayer, and I would like you to lead this prayer tonight. Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you. You're an awesome, awesome God. And Holy Spirit, I just feel you so, so beautifully. I stand in awe of you, Father and all your beauty, and all your majesty. We just stand in awe of who you are. And Father, I just am thankful for Scott Kesterston. I'm thankful for Bards FM. I'm, thank you. I'm thankful for Bards Nation, each and every person who is listening, each and every person who will even listen to the rebroadcast. This anointing will travel. This, this anointing will preserve. This, this will travel. And so, Father, I just thank you for your word that's been spoken tonight. I thank you, Father, for this program. I speak unity into this country right now. I speak unity into this barge nation right now. I speak protection right now over everyone, all the leadership, all the truckers, everyone that's feeling led to come and support this convoy at the Texas border. And Father, most of all, we lift up this revival at the border. It's your burden. This is your revival. This is not Rod Parker's revival. This is we none, none, This is not man-made, Father. This is your revival. 
These are your people. They're not my people. They're your people that you died on the cross and bled out for, that you love. Father, help us to love like you love. Father, help us to see with your eyes, not just what we see in the natural. Father, help us to see way past the natural. Help us to see what you see. And Father, help us right now, just transform our minds. Father, help us to have a different perception, a different mindset for a new year, a new mindset for a new year, Father. I speak right now to mindsets, that old mindsets are falling away right now. Every spirit of double-mindedness is falling out right now. Every spirit of division is falling off right now. Every spirit, every generational curse, every word curse, every spirit of rejection, every spirit of fear. My daddy didn't give you a spirit of fear, but he gave you one of power, of love, and of a sound mind. That's what he gave us. So, Father, we receive your power, we receive your love, and we receive your sound mind right now. And, Father, we just thank you. We thank you in advance because faith is the only thing that pleases you, Father. So, Father, we just thank you in advance for a great outcome to everything with the convoy, with Dripping Springs, everyone who's involved. Father, we just speak favor, and we speak revival in this nation and around this world, that everyone that watches will begin to be intrigued, that they, that, that, and they just have to come. They don't, they don't even know wh why they're being so drawn, but it's you that draw on the hearts of man. I can never do anything or say enough to draw a man's heart. It's only you that draws on the hearts of man. So, Father, I just thank you for your anointing that's on this call. I thank you for your presence, because we have nothing without your presence. We have nothing without your presence. Without your presence, we are void. Without your love, we are void. And your love cast out all fear. And so, Father, we just thank you that you're just baptizing us with a new compassion that turns into passion, that turns into revival. And, Father, I just thank you so much for what you're doing. I thank you right now, Father, that you're binding this nation together right now as we speak. You're binding us together with love, with unity, with clarity, with wisdom. Baptize us with wisdom, Father. Reveal anything out there of, of any uh, plan to try to, to, to destroy and to stop this convoy and to stop this revival. We break off every word curse and demonic curse over, uh, the, over this situation, this event. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus stands before you, Satan. And we just, we just pray all this. Your word says where two or three are gathered. And I know there's way more than two or three that are listening to this call and that will be listening to this call. So we come together in unity. And we stand on your word. You and your word says that you, that you exalt your, your word above your name. So, Father, we just stand on your word. And we know that we are going to be victorious. And we know that there, I'm just going to prophesy right now there will be thousands saved. There'll be thousands saved mm -hmm. Amen. and set free and delivered and baptized in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Father, I just want to bless this convoy and bless all of what Pete Chambers is doing and bless what Pastor Rod Parker is doing down there. This is a revival and this man carries the heart of the kingdom, the heart of Jesus within him to see those that are in weak and in need to feed the poor to raise them up and to give them house housing and clothing to warm them and, and secure them in a time of need 
to literally have the heart for those that are lost and to show them a way in that shows them a nation of a greater heart of the people rather than a heart of those that are consumed with materialism in the ill-gotten ways. I speak a word here that is being put on my heart tonight that comes from Habakkuk 9 to 10. And this is to all of those that think that you have illness in your heart, evil in your heart, those that are trying to weave deceit within this movement. And this word is the word of God itself from the book. Woe, judgment is coming to him who obtains wicked gain for his house and thinks by doing so to set his nest on high, that he may be rescued from the hand of evil. You have devised a shameful thing for your house by cutting off and putting an end to many peoples. So you are sinning against your own life and forfeiting it. Let those words be spoken hard and deep within the hearts of those that come with a foolish intent to try to disrupt this movement because you will be rebuked and you will be stopped. Your hearts now are going to, going to be facing one of the greatest movements of love and compassion this nation has ever yes. seen. And so we place a hedge of protection around all that are there, anchored in the blood of Christ that goes infinitely up and infinitely down. Those with the malintention that their heart cannot cross if their hearts are evil. And in that place, yes. you, will, you will face truly face the moment of, of redemption and a moment of salvation that you must choose whom you serve. Father, we pray just the power of love across this entire border, that people come now to stand, to raise their hands and to pray in the Almighty, to press in and declare, declare this is a land, your kingdom, your line, your plant, your land, that we restore this back to your control. For wherever our foot steps, it is, a, it is part of kingdom once again. And so, Father, as we speak into this time and what is to head, we know and we see that Pastor Rod Parker is going to lead a revival of revivals. There will be thousands saved. This will be a place that people come in in need. And instead of trying to rush in and be shuttled across to various holes in this nation, they're going to find refuge. Not just refuge yes. in the physical, but refuge in their soul and their spirit. They'll be revived. They're going to be blessed. They're going to be saved. And they're going to be, they'll be delivered from the place that they're in to truly understand the blessing of what it is to come to this nation. This is the beginning of, a, beginning of prairie fires across the nation of revivals. They will spark a movement. And I speak these words. It will spark a movement unheard of in our history. Revivals yes. that are in our communities. The communities start to reach out and we start to reclaim who we are as true patriots in this nation. Not led by yes. the Second Amendment, by, led by but led by the first, the first amendment yes. that gives us the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, most importantly, the compassion of our hearts for one another. Truly in the root of all things is the remembrance that our creator gave us the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And even Pastor Parker spoke of liberty tonight, liberty from within scripture, that true meaning and depth of what it is. This nation faces yes. an enormous challenge, a challenge we must overcome the division, division seated by the most evil hands of men. And this time now, this, this weaving together as our Father is doing, weaving together the body of Christ in a powerful way that we find unity. The walls of the dead stone church collapse and fall. Those of the part of Christ stand. And this is an hour that the remnant is being called to stand up and be vocal and stand in unison with all the work that's done on the border. This is a call across yes. the nation and a blessing for a nation to repent. A nation that now needs a remnant to lead that repentance in our communities. Yes. And across our nation in a wave, there's like our father can hear and see that his children shall bow before him and bless him and call out his name. So, Father, we just pray this moment, this be a powerful moment of transformation for this nation. 
one in which goes from despair to excitement and joy of the Holy Spirit flowing across and changing things, that they face off with the cartels that will happen will be one of transformation, that will be seeing people cross the border into cartel strongholds to literally deliver them from the evil in which they are, to break their own own binds and controls that they're in, yes. and to shatter their organizations, to turn them from evil into Christ, to turn their evil ways and have them step aside to literally embrace the love of Jesus. Father, this yes. is the time when the heroes truly will rise and the concept of what warfare is will change and will transform the way we see warfare forever. So bless us and guide us in this hour, Father, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, this is good. I'm excited for this you. This is awesome. It this is, is awesome, man. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell this you, awesome. we, you're getting the blessings of all Bards Nation, and I know people will be there to see you, to meet you, to support you. And we will continue to have these conversations. I will see about getting down there. If God so calls, I will be there. And I will tell you this as well. At the very least, we will get you back on here soon to talk about what's going on, to push your message into the world, to let people know the real story and what the real intent is down on the border. Well, Scott, I certainly appreciate it. God bless you. And we'll be definitely holding Barge Nation up in prayer daily and uh, look forward to our relationship moving forward. Absolutely. This this is a God meeting as it was with the timing and everything that happened. And I'm just so blessed to meet you and, and blessed to be in this fight with you, Pastor. Amen. Well, I'm here for you. Anything I can do. Yes, sir. So, Same. Uh, goes both ways. Right. Bless you and your all family right. and, and all that goes ahead. And you, you let us know whatever we can do to support you. All right. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Patriots, that was Pastor Rod Parker, who is literally, literally walking in the heart of Christ as he goes right now. He is leading this fight forward to bring this nation to its knees in the proper way. So keep your prayers up for him as we do with Colonel Pete Chambers, and we have to continue to get the support for him and that revival down there. If you are called to go to the border, if God is putting that on your heart, fear nothing, go, because this is a moment where we step in as a nation under God, one nation under God. This isn't about politics. This isn't about any politics. This is truly about what the Holy Spirit is putting on your heart. This is what makes the difference. And for those that are wincing and saying, don't go, pray that they've touched the Holy Spirit, because there's one thing to be in the word. It's another thing, because, and this is what Leah was talking about last night in her prophetic word. There's a difference between having faith and there's a, and one that walks in the Holy Spirit. This is a fight of Holy Spirit right now. This is truly facing off against the darkest of evil, and we will win with love, and we will win with compassion, and we will bring those that are lost and being abused, and we will bring them into the fold of Christ, and we will re replenish them, we will revitalize them, we will save them, we will deliver them, and they will become transformed, and they will be something we will, that will stand with us side by side. This is how we destroy the enemy's plans. So patriots, keep track on what's going on. We'll get the links up for everybody. Share those links out as soon as we get them up. Let people know where they can support Pastor Parker's work down there. And that revival is one of the most important things we can do. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow morning for bended knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now.
Chasing mountains I can't climb Holding out for heroes in the night I find myself here in the dark We learn to fight and learn who we are But I am raised up to face the stars Full of light And we are Out of my mind 
makes you shiver, and I chase the winter.